Welcome in A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok. We're Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network. Uh, let's thank our sponsors before we officially get going. RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Wilson County Hyundai, if you're looking for a new ride, the first place you need to check out is Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon. Let them help you out. WilsonCountyHyundai.com and the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, uh, you know, somebody asked me, where was I yesterday? Vance is awesome. Were you at Mandu yesterday? Missed the show? No, I not an appointment. If I did Mandu yesterday, I would have been able to do the show because Mandu's that fast. But I did see right after uh, that appointment yesterday that uh, Chris Broussard made, I'm just not going to sugarcoat anything. He made an ass of himself. Chris Broussard completely embarrassing himself on national TV. Let's go ahead and play the video, Zach. I know we're probably going to play this several times uh, throughout the morning in this show, in this conversation. But here was Chris Broussard yesterday on Fox Sports 1 talking about the Titans' bills in the end of Monday Night Football. happened on the play? Yes, Josh Allen Smith or Josh Allen Slip. But it got blown up on the left side because of the pressure of Tennessee. I wonder why. Could it be because ten, uh, Buffalo's Pro Bowl left tackle, Taylor Lewan, was injured? If he's there, maybe that doesn't happen. But he's out. So you got a second stringer that Josh Allen's trying to go behind, and you see he got destroyed. Dawkins, whoever that is. All right, so that's the problem. You're not good in the red zone overall. Oh, I mean, it's just so bad. So Zach, I'll let you I'll let you uh talk about what you saw from Chris Broussard right there. Well, look, you know, Austin, you and I have been doing uh morning radio or morning digital shows for a long time now. And I think what Chris Broussard brings up, uh, and this is what we we are not, but we actively try not to be, and that is hot take central right? All these fireball, hot take, Friday, BS, all that stuff. People can see right through it. And first take, undisputed, and whatever the hell this show called First Things Last is, <laughs> is, a, part of, is a part of that culture where nobody takes them seriously because they're, whether they're forced to have hot takes or they're trying to be bigger and badder than the, the other guy trying to get ratings, but Chris Broussard, really, it's an attack on his intelligence about sports. And that, therein lies the problem. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. And it's your job to do that. So you can't say with vengeance and furious anger about a take that is completely and utterly incorrect. You've lost all accountability. You've, And we'll talk about accountability here in a second but you've lost your reputation. And that is what First Take and all those other shows they're built on, right? Shannon Sharp, his resume is pretty deep on, on what the, the, what he, how he played. Like it or not, and I hate this, Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith had big-time ratings when they were at ESPN mm -hmm. you know, 10, 15 years ago, however long that is. 
but it has become so bad and you can't get a player wrong like that he's on the wrong team bro yeah like um we were having our pre-show conversation zach and you brought up the time where Stephen a smith was talking about how hunter henry could have a big impact in the game for the chargers when he forgot that hunter henry was out for the season with a torn acl like i understand that Guys that talk a lot and Stephen A. Smith, me, you, Buck, a lot of, you know, Chris Broussard, a lot of guys talk a lot and they say a lot of things and you're bound to mess up. But when you are so factually wrong and you're fundamentally incorrect with everything that Chris Broussard just said, I don't know how you can explain this away. Like I could, I could explain the Stephen A. Smith, he's talking a lot. He's doing a lot of shows. He just had a slip of the brain that Hunter Henry was out with an ACL tear. Like that stuff like that, you can say, okay, I get it, man. Like you're working a lot on TV. I disagree. Still, well, I mean, but I could see that. But Chris Broussard was just so, so factually ignorant about anything of the Tennessee Titans or the Buffalo Bills. So let's go ahead and play this clip again. Because it, it, I just want to break it down like step by step. And just- and yeah, and and Orlando brings up, you know, uh, he may have been on the grassy knoll calling him Josh Allen Smith, like he, he was he was a, t- a guy who shot a president. That's right. And and then so it starts off bad and it ends bad when he says whoever that is, right? I mean, he yes. didn't even know who Dawkins is. He, right. It, it's ignorant. So let's play it again, and we'll break it down mistake by mistake from Chris Broussard yesterday about the Titans. Happened on the play. Yes, Josh Allen Smith or Josh Allen slipped, but it got blown up on the left side because of the pressure of Tennessee. I wonder why. Could it be because uh, Buffalo's Pro Bowl left tackle, Taylor Lewan, was injured? If he's there, maybe that doesn't happen, but he's out. So you got a second stringer that Josh Allen's trying to go behind, and you see he got destroyed, Dawkins, whoever that is. All right, so that's the problem. You're not good in the red zone overall. Dawkins or whoever that is. Yeah, and and the funny, Deion Dawkins is good. (laughs) Deion Dawkins just signed a contract for $58 million over four years. For the Buffalo Bills, Dawkins, whoever that is. No, uh, Chris, that is the Buffalo Bills starting left tackle who just got paid a bunch of money. Uh, and you're you have no idea who that is. So mistake by mistake. It all it all like messed up when he said Josh Allen Smith, and then I mean, was he like bu- ten above ten of Buffalo? Ten of Buffalo. Well, he was like it- he started to catch himself on Lawan being Tennessee's Pro Bowl left tackle and then was just like, and then just went deeper. And the best thing, the most entertaining point about it all is the, oh, I wonder why. I wonder why. He was so confident about what he was about to say. Like he thought he was nailing this. He thought he pulled out the best take of the day. He literally said that's why they lost the game. Yeah. (laughs) That was his one take of why the Bills lost the entire Monday night football game, which was an incredible game. I do have to set the record straight. And Lane brings it up because I think this is all perception BS. He says, to be fair, he's a basketball guy. Lane, 
Once Chris Broussard signed a contract with FS1 to be on First Things Last or whatever the hell the show is called in the morning, he no longer said that he was a basketball guy. He now officially signed up to be a sports guy. Mm-hmm. And this is a sports take gone completely wrong. I, I, I'd like to get your reaction there. I do have my biggest problem of the entire scenario and situation <laughs> that really, it really grinds my gears. It probably pisses me off more than the mistake. Oh, okay. About Chris Broussard? Yes. I can't wait to hear this. All right, so we'll get Zach's uh, t- opinion on Chris Broussard here in a second. We'll also ask you uh, if this or something else is the dumbest thing said on national TV about the Titans. Real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether it's creating extra cash flows for you and your family or whether uh, you know it's creating that long-term wealth, right? Because rent estate is how you get that retirement plan started. And you're not the landlord. They're the landlord. You just get paid. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. A to Z Sports are powered by BetMGM. Austin, I, I'll you can, you can write me a check. You can write me a check from last night giving you free money on prop bets in the NBA because cash them. That's what happened. Uh, yes. Now, we did miss the Lakers money line uh, bet, but, you know, that's – Well, no, you, can't you win did them you – well, uh, you actually didn't, and we, we talked about that yesterday. But uh, BetMGM, promo code ATOZ Sports – ATOZ Sports, they're hooking you up. Download the app today. Yeah. All right. So, Zach, I'm very curious. What is What made you the angriest about that Chris Broussard Titan situation uh, that we've been talking about? This thing came out about 9.30 or so uh, yesterday morning. Yeah. And, man, did it get legs, <clears throat> excuse me, over the, <clears throat> over the next couple of hours. So what did I do throughout the course of the day? I went back and I I kept checking Chris underscore Broussard's Twitter account. Mm. And he didn't even recognize it. He didn't even send an apology. Say, I apologize. I got it mixed up. Uh, It happened. He, He, and that is my biggest problem. You've been drug the entire day nationally. The thing has over a million views. Okay. It has more views Just than followers. He, and he's got a ton of followers from his time at ESPN and his time at Fox Sports 1. It has more views than he has followers, and he's going to tweet about Ben Simmons. He's going to go back to basketball guy. And that is my issue. At least acknowledge it and say, look, I made a mistake. Uh, I apologize. and Or at least come up uh, and craft a tweet that is funny or – you know, have some humor to it to say, hey, I messed up. But he acted like it didn't even happen. Well, and, and you and don't say anything, yeah. that's a problem. And and I was my first reaction was, what happened after he said that? Like, <laughs> because there were three other people on that show, and I don't watch that show. Well, I will and, never... and Jarrell says this. He said he apologized on the show. Jarrell, nobody watches the damn show. Yes. Right? <laughs> I'm with you. It, like nobody it's watches not about. Show. He didn't get drug on his own show. He got drug on Twitter. You apologize on the platform that you are getting 
hammered on. That's don't apologize on your own show. Don't try to spin this into more views on your show. You, it was your stupid mistake and your ignorant take on, on what happened in the game. And there's so many mess ups. Austin, I also want to say you and I are not perfect. We've made no. our fair share of mistakes. We know how it is, but I do think we hold each other accountable. Hell, the chat has, we've trained the chat to hold us accountable when we mess up. We talk about it and and apologize for something like that. With great power comes great responsibility. And with 1.2 million followers, you got great responsibility there, bud. You you probably profit pretty good off of that show. You got a good contract, whatever it is. You have to apologize for the trash. Let's hear it again. Yeah, yeah. Because Dan Danny says, what did he do? I missed it. I mean, if you missed it yesterday, then I think Danny might be the only person who did not see this video on social media yesterday. Here's one more time. Because I, I have yet to say my biggest issue with it uh, and what I find the most dumbfounding about it. But here's Chris Broussard. happened on the play. Yes, Josh Allen Smith or Josh Allen Slip. But it got blown up on the left side because of the pressure of Tennessee. I wonder why. Could it be because ten, uh, Buffalo's Pro Bowl left tackle, Taylor Lewan, was injured? If he's there, maybe that doesn't happen, but he's out. So you got a second stringer that Josh Allen's trying to go behind, and you see he got destroyed, Dawkins, whoever that is. All right, so that's the problem. You're not good in the red zone overall. The one thing he got right was that the Bills are not good at scoring touchdowns in the red zone. But here's my biggest you know, issue with fed to him by producer guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. But and I'm with Cody. It actually gets funnier every time. It it really does. Because there's and, so many bad points in that. Yes, How long's the clip? 30, like 34 seconds. <laughs> here's the crazy thing to me. Here's what I am dumbfounded the most by. Because it shows that he didn't watch the game. Like it shows he might have watched that clip or why to watch those few plays that were the game-changing plays in the game. He didn't watch the game. Because even if he were to watch the game, he would have known that Taylor Lewan just didn't get hurt. It wasn't just like a regular injury where Lewan got hurt. It was a game stoppage of several minutes where they had to stabilize a 300-plus pound, seven man, use eight people to pick him up on a stretcher, and then cart him to across the entire field to the tunnel. And they showed it on TV. It was like eight to 10 minutes of game stoppage of this guy getting hurt. And the entire time that the game was stopped, Taylor Lewan was wearing a Titans uniform, not a Bills helmet, not a Bills jersey. He was a member of the Tennessee Titans. And so it's it, you're missing such a huge injury drawn out moment of a player getting hurt. And then you think he played for the other team when that was one of the biggest, like, long or scary moments of the game? Like, he didn't watch the game. Like, obviously, he didn't watch it. Because if you watch it, you pretty damn sure you know Lawan played for the Titans because of that, how that injury played out. And if you don't watch the game, you can't do that show. Right. You like are, that, you're, you're making a mockery of the show. And honestly, you're antagonizing your audience. Because that is the problem. If you sign up and you say, hey, Chris, what do you do for a living? I talk sports. I do first things last every morning. And I, I watch sports. 
but then you don't and you talk about stuff. Look, the internet helps us and it helps us as, as media guys and, and guys who talk sports. I, I I'll admit it, but I watch all the damn games, Austin. You know that. I watch every effing NFL game. I got four games going up on my screen, whether we're in uh, Mill Creek or whether we're in Mainstay. I got one going on my phone. I am tracking all of it. I should do the job. Is this an interview? Because Chris Bruchard obviously doesn't do that. I watch every effing Monday night game, too. I am I am a football fiend. Chris Broussard's not. He shouldn't be doing that job if he's not. Well, and 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 here's the thing. I don't watch all the games. <laughs> I can't. I just can't do it. You I don't do first things first. Right. And I also don't act like I watch all the games. <laughs> I'm fine to admit of which teams I haven't been paying attention to and what games I didn't watch. And I'm not going to sit up here and act like it and try to lie to everyone, the audience that we have that about me watching or not watching the game. If I can't watch the game, I can't watch the game. And you be honest about it. And Chris Broussard looked like a complete fool. He didn't apologize he, for not watching the game. <laughs> and I don't know what his apology looked like, but I, I do know that he embarrassed himself beyond belief. And he makes Fox Sports 1 look like minor league TV. Like that's, he embarrassed Boom his Boom goes boss. the dynamite. Got yes. It. He embarrassed his bosses because Fox Sports 1 wants to so badly get some of the viewing share from ESPN that they have fools like Chris Broussard saying things like this that keep them down. And his bosses have to be furious about this. If you do talk, if you talk sports on national television for a job, the NFL is number one. And that's a long way to number two. That's probably the NBA at this point. Uh, but and, but it's NFL is by far number one. And you can't be that bad talking about the NFL because your audience is really good about talking about the NFL. Yeah. And, and the other issue is the way that he said it, right? He the was delivery. so adamant about it. I'll give you an example. Troy Aikman made a mistake on a Cowboys broadcast a couple of weeks ago. He said, he goes, I want, and, and he lied because he got caught. He said, Hey, I was watching that Green Bay game earlier today, and, you know, Jalen Smith was making some tackles. Well, Joe Buck had to come back and correct him. Jalen Smith was inactive for that game. That was not the game that he returned to. They came back, but he didn't sit there and say, Oh my God, did you see the Green Bay Packers game and the plays? that Jalen Smith was making. That's how Chris Broussard put this out there. Uh, like this was the biggest play of the game. And this is the reason why the bills won or lost. Th that's the issue is it's the way you say it. And that's why he should get drug on all these social media. Look, we got tens of thousands of views off of that. We took advantage of that, of his stupidity and a million other people on Twitter saw it too, but not a peep out of Chris Broussard. You know what Chris Broussard's tweeted about since then? The NBA, which is what he should tweet ben about. Ben Simmons, yeah. no, his crap-ass show, uh, The Odd Couple, uh, with Rob Parker, which is brutal, uh, Lakers fans, and How to Stay on My Grind. Uh, those are the only things that he's tweeted about, and that tells me that he's running away from it. 
Yeah, and so Kevin says uh, most national people talk just say stupid things or stupid hot takes and never take responsibility for anything they say. This wasn't like a hot take. This was just being incorrect about fundamental information. It was analyzing a game completely incorrectly. And, and Boji on YouTube says Chris Broussard is where Zach and I want to be. No, no. We, uh, no, that's not right. That, that is Bo. I don't Bo-G. know. Bo, Bo don't know. <laughs> Bo, you don't know Austin and I. You sure as hell don't know my aspirations in my life. So don't get that twisted, bud. The times they ever changed. 2021, we used to work for ESPN Radio here in Nashville. We used to work for that affiliate. Austin and I created our own company. Well, entrepreneurship, okay? We didn't want to work for those. It doesn't mean that they're bad companies or like we're anti those companies, but that is not the aspirations. I would say 15 years ago, when when Austin and I were kids and we were watching Stuart Scott, the late Stuart Scott, uh, call unbelievable games in 96 for Michael Jordan and highlights and Dan Patrick. Yeah, you're probably right, Bo. Bo, you probably knew then, but Bo don't know now. Oh, and Christopher, Chris, again, like I don't know how people can make excuses for Chris Broussard because Christopher says, show comes on at 6 a.m., call time's probably 3 to 4 a.m. No way he watches any Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night football games. Well, look, look, Christopher, and uh, Zach, and I did, Zach and I did morning radio uh, for the Predators uh, affiliate, uh, and our show started at 6 a.m., and those games, man, did those games go late. And what did we do? Every night, had to watch every game because we had to talk about the Preds every morning at 6 a.m. And guess what time my alarm went off? Three flat. That's And guess who was watching the Preds playoff games when they're in Anaheim, in San Jose, going to overtime with a 9.30 puck drop? Zach and I. That's who was watching this. So I don't want to hear any excuses. If your job, that's the that's the whole point of the job. The whole point of, of why, why do those shows exist? Those shows exist to react to the previous night's action. So you watch the previous night's action. Everybody wakes up. You guys are going to work. And we're talking about what happened last night. Like that's the whole point of the damn show. So you gotta that's that's the job. That is the job. Literally the job. <laughs> that don't make excuses for him. You can't make I mean, excuses. Like that's why I, I, no, honestly, I yeah, I'm saying Christopher. I'm talking yeah, to Christopher. Like, I, I thought I literally thought for 10 minutes yesterday, like, how did this happen? I tried to break it down, like, how did Chris Broussard make this mistake? And I'm like, I, I don't I don't have anything. I, I don't I don't have anything. <laughs> I, Other I came than up he did he didn't watch the game. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I had nothing where I could have like given him the benefit of the doubt. He was just so wrong. Well, just so wrong. Here's another excuse slash reason. It's probably a reason because they don't do it. It was talking about the Titans. Yeah, and national guys. And the problem is the Bills. It wasn't about the Titans. It was about the Bills. That's the that's the funny thing. That was part of my ten minutes. Of me thinking about how this happened. Well, what they don't Austin, talk about the Titans. Austin, if it was Bill's Chiefs, Broussard watches the game. That that's Maybe the so. difference. If Maybe it's so. Bill's Cowboys, he's watching the game. And and so he's picking and choosing. If it's Bill's Aaron Rodgers, he's watching the game. The problem is he doesn't understand that the Titans and the Bills are the best teams in the AFC right now. Them and the Ravens. You got it's a three horse race, bud. And you should know that because your job description is to know about sports. And you know what? They're prioritized. 
We know, we look at the numbers. Bo, we own a digital media company. We have the analytics. Number one on national scale is the NFL. Number two is either NBA basketball or college football. Those are the things that you have to know. And his specialty is the NBA, but him taking that job is telling everybody, my specialty is sports. It's no longer the NBA. That's the issue. Yeah. So let's ask this question now because I find this intriguing. Uh, is this the dumbest thing said on national t uh, TV about the Titans or is there something else? It, what is the dumbest thing said on national TV about the Titans? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. The Palisade. Whoa, man, it is nice. 2021 Palisade. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. If you're in Nashville, if you're looking for a car, just stop by. Payne Bone and his team will take care of you. They'll get you a great deal. They've got you covered. They've got four-door sedans. I've got the Sonata. They've got full-size SUVs, as I mentioned. Perfect make and model for you and your family. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. A to Z Sports every morning. We are powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Just download the BetMGM app. Use that code on your screen, ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet up to 1000 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. So again, you download the app, use the code ATOZ Sports. You make your first deposit, and your first bet is risk-free up to 1000 bucks. Also, for Thursday night football, you can make a money line wager, right? You got the Thursday night football game coming up tomorrow night. You, you make one money line wager, and if that team is up by 10 points at halftime, they cash it out right there. So that's uh, that's for current users, existing users. The new users, download that code or download the app. Use the code ATOZ Sports and visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling prompt support, call Tennessee Redline at 1 800 889 9789. What is the dumbest thing said? on national Tennessee TV about the Tennessee Titans. Zach, what do you say here? I have my answer. I, I, I got to I have to give the love of the show. And it goes right. to Jarrell. I remember the day Jarrell first found A to Z Sports. So shout out Jarrell. Yeah, and he's been he watching ever me. since. He loved me. Can't, that's, that's can't be posting about the grind and not put in the work. Ooh. And his pinned tweet is about how I stay on my grind. That is the... And it... I mean, it's phony. Like, he now, Chris Broussard to me is a phony because he's he's all this, no work, right? He's not grind. So, uh, Darrell, you'll get to love this show. I, I do love that comment. So, what is the dumbest thing said on national TV about the Tennessee Titans? And uh, I think we all have to play this one, right? We've got to play the Adam rank three and 13, because I've seen several people in the comments. We had this thing pulled up and prepared 2019, the summer of 2019 where Adam rank on national TV, predicting the Titans season one game by one game was really, really bad. Cause the first four games of the season are against four playoff caliber teams going up against the Browns, the Colts, the Jags, the Falcons, you got a loss, you got a loss, you got a loss, you got a loss. Now you're 0-4, but you know what? I, even though I like the Buffalo Bills, I think being at home, you get a win there. You end up getting a win. No, 
You're going to end up losing to the Broncos, going on the road and losing there. What I do think you will do, playing host of the Chargers, the Chargers are going to be in a little bit of a weird part of their schedule right here. Well, they'll be looking ahead, which is an opportunity to go out, sneak a win against the, the L.A. Chargers, one of the best teams in the NFL. And then you beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so now you're sitting here. Week eight, three and five, you think like, okay, we could turn this around. Maybe there's some some hope for the future. And then you go to Carolina, you're like, okay, that you know, you lose again to Carolina. Then you gotta go, then you gotta play host to Kansas City. All right, that's a tough one. All right, it's three and seven, you got a bye week. Perhaps you regroup, you make a strong run, you win out, you could probably get a playoff berth, but you gotta play my friends down in Duval County. There's a loss. You got to go to Indianapolis, there's a loss. At the Raiders, loss. Okay, now we're just, I don't mean this personally. If Taylor Lewan is seeing this, if Marcus Mariota is seeing listen, huge fans of you guys. But unfortunately, the way I see your schedule working out, 3-13, and 13, I don't want it to be this way. If I could have been unrealistic and given everybody 13 wins, I would do that. But you know what? The way the schedule works out, especially with the tough start, you got some tough games here in the middle stretch from weeks 10, 12, and 13. And then at that point, the season is just starting to unravel. So unfortunately, Tennessee Titan fans, it's not going to work out playoff-wise, but you'll get a cool draft pick. So you got that to look forward to. Now it's time to... <laughs> so there's Adam Rank, uh, or Zach calls him Adam Stank, from 2019, predicting the Titans go 3-13, and 13, really bad. And Jershon on, Facebook, uh, on YouTube says... The lack of any real analysis is still so alarming from that clip. I, I agree. Because Adam Rank doesn't know what he's doing. Adam Rank is a comedian slash fantasy football guy. So he was set up to fail by NFL Network to do predictions uh, and failed badly at doing predictions. He also picked the 49ers to go 3-13 and that season uh, when they went to the Super Bowl. And then the Titans went to the AFC Championship game. So Adam Rank was really, really off on those two predictions. Those are really bad. I mean, predictions are predictions, but he he kind of made a fool out of it, right? He, you're yeah. right. He made a joke out of it. And why why are we watching this? Like NFL Network is not supposed to be satirical, right? NFL Network is supposed to be factual. They got all the NFL players. They got guys that know. Don't put a guy on there that is making, and this word has come up, is making a mockery of the network. And yeah. both of these guys have done that. Uh, you know, and Jeff Schwartz has done it. I mean, there are some, there's some things that have gone over the last several years about the Titans just because when you're uneducated about things, you tend to slip up, right? Me talking about, you know, uh, rocket science, or biology, like I really know what the hell I'm talking about, and nuclear physics, I'm going to come across like an idiot because I don't know Adam from whatever, right? Like I just don't. That's not what I claim to be. The problem is both of these guys claim to be experts at this field, mm -hmm. and they look like a joke. My, my final answer to the question is Chris Broussard's the worst. Yeah, Chris Broussard's the dumbest thing I've ever heard on national TV. Like, he's just so, so incorrect. Just so fundamentally wrong uh, about and, nearly and everything. Christopher's right. It's it's Geoff. Geoff. It's not Geoff. Jeff. It's Geoff. Geoff Schwartz. And, and I went back to try to look at, because we were talking before the show, of like, what were all the things that Jeff Schwartz said that made Titans fans so mad? 
And it was basically how he said that Tannehill should have been franchise tagged, which would have actually been more expensive uh, than signing his deal. Uh, and that they should have let Derrick Henry walk. And obviously those two things are very wrong. Now, you know, signing well, Buck uh, said the same damn thing. So yeah, like you got to hold everybody accountable. Yeah. I, well, and again, like I, I was about to go there, like extending a running back on a contract is a risky thing. And look, Derrick Henry has proven to be the uh, outlier. He is not the rule. He is the outlier in that. And we also didn't expect Derrick Henry to take the deal that he took. We expected it to be more. Derrick Henry getting paid 12 and a half million bucks on average per year is a tremendous deal for the Tennessee Titans. When you see other running backs like McCaffrey and Zeke uh, and Dalvin Cook and, and Alvin Kamara getting way more than that, we didn't expect Derrick Henry to be that team friendly, which he was. Yeah, and look, I mean, I'd like to give uh, another love of the show, but we got to hold it accountable. Ryan, I think, is correct. I, I'm going to add to this. Out of all the guys we've talked about, Skip Bayless is the worst out of all of them, if there is a ranking. And what he does to – because he combines stupidity. He he combines hot takes. He, uh, uh, he also combines trolling all together in one. And – his fanship for the Cowboys and claiming Kawhi and all these other stuff that, that we hear about. And the problem is that stuff creeps into my timeline and it, oh my gosh, it, and I don't block people. So I, it just, it creeps in. And like, I saw a video, I don't even know how long ago this was, but this defines how bad Skip Bayless is. This thing crept into my timeline or was retweeted and it was, Skip Bayless on like a treadmill or something like on, on one of those like walking things, working out, calling out LeBron James. Like, what are you doing? old man, like stop. Like, so that all of these like being wrong and he doesn't also hold himself accountable too. he just moves on to the next show. And I've heard, and we've met Stephen A. Smith in person, and and those guys are they're kind of set up for failure in in that sense, because I've heard Stephen A. Smith say this, you know, he comes out and he says, "I have had over five million takes in the last sixteen years." Well, that is called quantity over quality, mm-hmm. and so that's not something I don't think to be prideful about. Be right. Be poignant. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Don't try to stack up numbers of takes because your percentage is going to be bad. And the internet doesn't forget, right? You can't delete that. Chris Broussard will be on the internet. Adam Stank will be on the internet forever. Well, you know something that's, that's funny? Um, you know, we, I had a, a Twitter notification late Monday night after the game. And I was like, what is this? And it was some a Titans fan retweeting a tweet of mine pre-draft in 2016. Back when we were doing a radio show, Zach, we asked a question, do you want the Titans to draft Derrick Henry? I quote tweeted it and said, nope, not at all. Because of what I said about Derrick Henry, right? And I've, I, we've had conversations about this. 
I thought Derrick Henry was not going to be successful in the NFL because he got tackled behind the line of scrimmage too much at Alabama. I didn't think his vision was there. I thought he was a product of the Alabama offensive line in that offense, and I have been completely wrong. And Derrick Henry has proven me wrong because of how he's developed over his career. Started off kind of rough, learned the NFL game. Now he might be the best to do it since Jim Brown. And that's not crazy to say that, right? But the internet never forgets. So if if me, if I have something old from five plus years ago retweeted, then Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith and Chris Broussard, they're going to get attacked too for their tweets. But they've been, they're, they're numb to it now, right? It they, They've used too much, right? It, it, it's the stair step of a drug addict. You start smoking it, then you start shooting it, and then it's not that big of a deal. Then you've already passed the threshold, and having a bad take and being wrong doesn't matter. And that that is the issue. Like everybody's going to be wrong. We're human. I've had bad takes myself, but like that's that is what it is. But you don't want to create the quantity of bad takes so your word means less. It's like lying, right? Your buddy, if he constantly lies and tells Phil's and cries wolf, you're gonna that's what you're going to know him as. And that's what and and this is I think the overall census of America. That's what Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless, Nick Wright, Chris Broussard, uh Adam Stank, and Jeff Schwartz. And these guys have become, and do they, they, they make a boatloads of money, but some people uh, won't sell their soul for that. Some people will. Yep. Yep. And for the record, I was not wrong for the first two years of Derrick Henry's career. And then he flipped the switch and then Derrick Henry became the best running back in the world uh, right now. And now I'm over here talking about how Derrick Henry should be an MVP candidate. And I've got three things that must happen for Derrick Henry what to What a transition. Win. Yeah, I know, right? Like but but again, I adapt. I like I I I was well, wrong. Well, what can you do? You can't go back in history. No. No, and I believe what I was right for 2 years until I was wrong. Well, <laughs> no, I mean you were wrong overall. The reason why in the first 2 years is he wasn't getting the carries. So no, you, it's were, because, you no, were wrong. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. We've been over this several times. He was he was underdeveloped at Alabama. That is a that is a fact. Alabama did not coach him up on don't the, die on the sale, Austin. I'm not. I'm just no, I'm being correct. You are. You, you're I'm, you're lose you're gonna lose this battle. Zach, he didn't know how to do drills when he got to the NFL and he had to learn all these things. He didn't trust that the holes open when you get there in the NFL. He had and DeMarco Murray what? ahead of him. He he didn't have the ability to develop. He wasn't playing enough. Yes, because they didn't trust him. And again, no, this is not because Zach, DeMarco Murray was the leading rusher in the AFC, Austin. Don't be stupid. You're losing this battle before you're about to do a really good segment that I'm looking forward to. Don't I, keep dying no, on this hill. You're dead. I'm not dying on the hill. You're I dead. Moved, I left the hill, Zach. Why do you keep saying I'm dying on the hill? Derrick Henry changed. Derrick Henry needs to does needs to get the credit for developing himself and becoming the player that he's done. Like, and he also needed the carries in the first two years, and he wasn't getting them. He wasn't receiving them. That's the reason. Okay. It's I, true. I, I, I'm sorry, bro. But, you, but, but guess what? <laughs> Derrick Henry has is now good early in the game, just like he is late in the game. He had the 76-yard touchdown run early in the second quarter because he's good now. Like, he couldn't do that let's until just, late. Let's move forward. Like, come on. You guys, move it, forward. You, everybody has to stop with revisionist history. Like, you have to remember how things played out. My God.
Okay, so now I will get to the three things that must happen for Derrick Henry to win the MVP award uh, because nobody remembers what actually happened the first two years. I mean, but we all watched. I watched every single snap of every single game. So I, I watched a remember. lot of practices, and Derrick Henry was. I can ready. tell you every uniform combination too. So don't tell Good me I, I don't. Rem- I don't forget. <laughs> I, I know that, but you, Derrick Henry wasn't great and wasn't really good until he talked to Eddie George halfway through year three, and he's been unstoppable and untackable since. So let's let's get to this. Three things that have to happen for Derrick Henry to win the MVP, but real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you guys get hurt, know who to go to, know who to trust, the Bone and Joint Institute has over a dozen doctors there at the facility, and they streamline the process to getting you back to health. They have guys and doctors who specialize in anything that can go wrong. Any type of injury, they've got you. Boneandjointtn.org is who to go to and who to trust. Who to go to and who to trust is BetMGM for all of your betting needs. And you can download the app today. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. The king of sportsbooks. Risk-free bet up to $1,000. $1,000 for new users. If you haven't downloaded it, use that code. It's right in the middle of the screen. No spaces. A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S. $1,000 risk-free bet. You cannot beat that at BetMGM. All right, guys. So, Derrick Henry, three things that Derrick Henry needs to have happen for him to win MVP. Now, Rob says, stay healthy, stay healthy, and stay healthy. Obviously, staying healthy is something that's, you know, that might be the fourth, okay? Because health is not guaranteed, and health uh, needs to be, whoever wins the MVP award every year, stayed pretty healthy. Yeah, I mean, here's the perfect example of that. And uh, Carson Wentz for Philadelphia. He was on MVP track until he tore his ACL in Los Angeles a handful of years ago. And it was like week 13. So that's kind of unwritten. It's unsaid. It, it, we just understand it. It's yeah. It's it's definitely understood of what has to happen. So, Derrick Henry, three things that must happen for Derrick Henry to win the MVP award this year. One, he has to break the rushing record in a season, not just two thousand yards, because clearly that's not going to get it done because he did that last year and he didn't receive a single vote. He has to break Eric Dickerson's rushing record for yards in a season. And right now he's on pace for that with 2,218 yards. Now, you know, he can still get pretty damn close to it, even with that, without this, this extra 17th game. But I think number one, he has to break Eric Dickerson's record. I don't think just 2,000 yards gets him there. Number two, he has to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns and he has to score a minimum of 20 a minimum of 20 rushing touchdowns for Derrick Henry. He already has 10. So that's a good thing. If this happens, Derrick Henry will be the first player to lead the NFL in rushing yards and touchdowns for three consecutive years since Jim Brown, which that's, that's a big feat, but I think he has to clear the 20 touchdown rushes uh, record right now. He is on pace for 28, which would tie LaDainian Tomlinson's season record for rushing touchdowns in a season. I just think 20. If he breaks Dickerson's record and gets to 20 rushing touchdowns, I think that gets him there because Bobby says he thinks it needs to be 25. What year did LaDainian Tomlinson do that? Do you know? I mean, I can look it up 
if I can spell it. I didn't know if you had that in front of you. Uh, uh, let's I see. don't. 2006. Uh, which, 2006 season. Which Didn't he win the MVP that year? NFL's most valuable player in 2006, LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah. Yeah. So LT did that in 2006. So, and won the MVP. Lose to, though? Oh, now they. Because, I mean, that was an unbelievable year. Colts, right? That was a Colts Super Bowl year. That does make sense. 2006 San Diego Chargers. Ooh, I, I like this. 14 and 2. Under yeah. what coach? Do you know? Schottenheimer. Bingo. They lost to, not Peyton, but... Eli. No, that doesn't make any sense. Who? Tom Brady? Yeah. Yeah. Because they lost, <laughs> and, then, and then Peyton beat Brady in the AFC championship game. And they held, I mean, that was a close game. Right. So, 21-24. Again, so uh, my my I have three things that have to happen. So one, Henry has to break Eric Dickerson's rushing yards record, which is two thousand one hundred five. He's on pace for two thousand two hundred eighteen right now. So he's got that on pace. He needs to have minimum twenty rushing touchdowns. He's halfway there through six games. He's on pace for twenty eight. And then here's the third thing: the Titans have to be one of the top two seeds in the AFC. It, it the team has to be successful enough for him to be an MVP. If they just win the AFC South, it's not good enough. I, I, and I don't want to say they have to be the number one seed. I think if the Titans are the first or second seed in the AFC, that helps him get an MVP. So the three things, again, beat break Eric Dickerson's rushing yards record this season. Not just 2,000 yards. He has to break that record. Over 20 rushing touchdowns. He's on pace for tying LT's record at 28. And then the Titans have to be seated one or two in the AFC playoff standings. If those three things happen, I feel like Derrick Henry has a really good shot to win the MVP. So I, I agree with everything you said except for one small thing. Okay. And I think you need to tweak it. And I think if you tweak it, I think you will you get 100, an A+. Plus. For these three things, I believe the Titans have to be the number one seed. They have to have the bye and they have to be the best in the AFC. Now, the good thing is if they would have lost to Buffalo, that wouldn't have happened, right? They, they, I don't think there was a shot. But now, because of their bad division and their schedule, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday with Luke, the Ravens are probably, the Ravens and the Chiefs are their biggest competition from here on out and the Bills, right? But they have the tie break. The Ravens, and the Chiefs have tough schedules. The Titans don't have as tough schedule. And so, you know, if you look at the Ravens, they still have to play the Steelers twice and the Browns twice and the Packers. Mm -hmm. So I think if the Titans become that number one seed, I think NFL vote voters, whoever vote for the MVP, will say – the reason why they were the best team in the AFC was because of what? Derrick Henry. That's it. On top of the first two things that you said. But I, yeah. I'm with you. Now, there is one overall surrounding thing that leads us into our next question, which is who else is having good seasons, right? right. Now, who now, is the biggest? Quick. Troy says y'all are both wrong. <laughs> and then he says that seeding doesn't matter. Troy. If you don't think 
seeding matters or where the team, like why seeding matters is because the Titans have to be good enough to, for Derrick Henry to warrant the MVP award over all the other quarterbacks who are having deserving seasons of the MVP award. Seeding matters because the Titans have to be good. Chris Johnson ran for 2,000 yards in 09, and the Titans missed the playoffs, so nobody gave a damn about Chris Johnson. Like, you have to, one, win your division, but you got to do more than that. Because last year, Derrick Henry, 2,000 yards, Titans won the division, and he had a lot of touchdowns. Didn't It didn't happen. He didn't, sing, he didn't get a single vote because the Titans got their ass kicked on Sunday Night Football in Lambeau Field against MVP Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers won and buried Derrick Henry's MVP hopes on that Sunday Night Football game because he played better than Rodgers. Or he played better than Henry. That's why seating matters. Huh? Who, Who said that comment? Troy. Troy Anderson. Troy. All right. I'm going to let's play Troy. Let's play a little trivia game. Let's play a game. Troy. Name the last three MVPs. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. What seed were all three of those teams? One. One. In one. Troy. Checkmate. Sorry, bub. (laughs) Also, you you went through a lot of stuff. I get that. But, uh, I mean, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) So, you do. (laughs) That's why I brought it up as a point. That's why I'm so adamant about it. Is because look at the history. There's all three of them right there. So, there you go. And and I think think if Derrick Henry... Here's my point of why I brought up these three things. I think if Derrick Henry hits all three, if all three of my things happen, breaks Eric Dickerson's rushing yards record, he has well over 20 touchdowns, and the Titans are the one or two seed in the AFC, I think Derrick Henry gets uh, more love because of what he did last season too. I think it's kind of grouped together in the last couple of years, and it's more of a career achievements type view for Derrick Henry. And it's not just a one-off badass year. I think that goes into it. It definitely helps. And so it, now I've seen some comments who those three were all quarterbacks, right? I mean, Austin, you and I are not stupid to say that like, you know, the running back is a, a better position than the quarterback in this award, right? Well, yeah, like and there's that, a reason why you guys put this up yesterday, right? Like, I mean, obviously. look at it. Yes. So before, quarterback, we, quarterback, before quarterback. we look at that, if you would take that down, well, I, I wanted to ask that question before we showed that. But oh, uh, okay. who's the biggest MVP threat to Derrick Henry? That's that's what I want to know from all the viewers. I don't want to look at that stat. I don't want to look at the odds. I want people to actually tell us that. Now, they may know now, but well, what do you think? Who who is the biggest threat? Well, you know, I think it's uh, Lamar Jackson's having a great year, and Lamar Jackson won it three years ago. So I, I don't know if that's the case, man. I think Kyler Murray's got to be it because Kyler Murray, number one overall pick, right now he's on the undefeated Cardinals, and he hasn't won it before, and this is his coming out party, right? I, I think I think Kyler Murray is my answer right now 
because we all, everybody knew going into the season, the NFC West was the toughest division in football. And the fact that Kyler Murray has gotten them off to this type of start, that's what, that's my answer is Kyler Murray. I, so I've gone the other route on the Cardinals. Uh, I, I, I don't disagree with you completely because of where He's the Cardinals new. are. Like it, it's a new flavor. Like Lamar already won it. Like you know, LeBron James could win yeah. the MVP every year, right? But that's not how Lamar's having a great year, but I, he's already won it. I just, I think it's really tough for guys to win multiple MVPs. But that's why I've zigged when, you, when you, you've zagged. I have now hitched my wagon on BetMGM to not Kyler Murray. I know where you're going with it. But Cliff Kingsbury. Right. Cliff Kingsbury is more likely to win the coach of the year instead of Kyler Murray. I think. My pick is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, because this is a this is kind of like a popularity vote. And the Cowboys are the most popular team in the country, in the world. I mean, Dallas Cowboys are the most popular team in sports. I mean, besides European soccer. Uh, that's I, I and and he there for the first time, you know, they're red hot and he's having an unbelievable season. They have a high octane offense that's not going to slow down. I would say Dak is prob would probably edge out Murray. And here's the other reason. What divisions do they play in? Murray has harder competition than the NFC beast. Right. But but if I think if the Cardinals can, and that's tough, right? Like it's I think it's between those two. And I knew you were gonna say Dak Prescott, so I, I kind of did zig when you zagged or vice versa, however you want to put it. But I think if the Cardinals can get the number one seed through that schedule and that division, then give it to Kyler Murray. Yeah, uh, yeah. But now I mean, it's now that's it, tough for them to do that because they can easily have a slip up moment, uh, lose to the Rams in the rematch. Uh, you know who knows if they can get past uh, the Seahawks with Russell Wilson's you know injury. We'll see how that comes back. And I don't know really the, the schedule off the top of my head on when they play again. And the Niners, you know, not not as strong as maybe we thought, but still a really good team that are capable of winning any game. So I, I think it's, it's really interesting between those two guys. I think Dak Prescott, an easier path to the NFC East, but hell the AFC South is, you know, Spider-Man meme NFC East right now with the Cowboys and the Titans running away from everybody else. Yeah. So I, and, and if you look at it, uh, yesterday, I put ten my ten dollar free bet on BetMGM. I put ten on Derrick Henry to win the MVP, to win two twenty. Yeah, smart. Might as well. I don't. Might, I don't yeah, think I'll catch that. Yeah, I, I got about four hundred uh, that I could win if Cliff Kingsbury wins. <laughs> I'm big on Cliff Kingsbury winning the Coach of the Year right now. Brandon Staley is the leader in the clubhouse, but I think he's going to slip up because. I think the Chiefs are going to beat them again. They just lost to the Ravens. Bad. I just think that there's more losses for – that's just a younger team, right? And it's a younger quarterback. I think Herbert is more likely to make mistakes down the stretch as Kyler Murray has kind of learned over the last yeah. couple of years. Right, no doubt, no doubt. So, again, I, again, just to reiterate before we move on, uh, three things that I think must happen for Derrick Henry to win the MVP – breaking Dickerson's rushing yards record, which he's on pace to do, 
uh, well over 20 uh, rushing touchdowns, which he's on pace for 28, which ties LaDainian Tomlinson's record. And the Titans get the one or two seed in the AFC playoff race. I think all three of those things have to happen for Derrick Henry to be a part of this. And I do think a career achievement type of view could be placed on Derrick Henry if he hits those three things. And I think the only reason, the, the only way the Titans get to that one or two seed in the AFC is if Derrick Henry continues the crazy pace that he's already on because that's how they're winning games right now. Yeah, for Kyler Murray and the, the Cardinals, uh, looking at their schedule, the tough part is, let's see, four out of their last five games are against the Rams, Colts, Cowboys, and Seahawks. That's a tough stretch. Say it one more time. Four out of their last five games, the Arizona Cardinals have to face the Rams, Colts, Cowboys, and Seahawks. Yeah, not easy. Not easy, but it'll be fun to watch. I mean, I think, you know, they've nobody expected the Cardinals to be this, right? But no. they look damn good. They look damn good. Remember, and the beating Titans the were, Browns at the, I mean, the Browns were hurt and all the other stuff, but that was a big win too. Look, the Titans were favored um, over the Cardinals in week one I, at I, home. I'm a, I may put 10 more dollars on Cliff Kingsbury to win 80. Ah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really think Cliff, I mean, he's he's trending. They're off to a great start. But what happened to Mike Tomlin last year? He didn't win it. Nosedive. Nosedive. Bradley says Nashville fans need to quit selling their tickets to the enemy, although the making the Bills fans shut up was fun. That sounds like shade. Let's go ahead and throw some shade here on the show. Bradley shade is that Titans fans selling their tickets to Bills fans. Uh, making probably some pretty good money there, but throwing shade in every Wednesday show. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room. Again, mandu.com. Your first workout is free. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sends you, you get 100 bucks off your first month when you sign up. It's a great deal. Mandu is phenomenal. It really gives you results. You can achieve your fitness goals with what they can help you with in the science of Mandu. It's easy on your joints. It's easy on your body, puts all the work on your muscles and targets that are hard to burn body fat. And Mandu is for everybody. Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Big game coming up on Sunday. We will be live from the mainstay. Live from the mainstay. Come pregame with us, postgame, surrounding the Titans and the Chiefs game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a ton of fun. Come there, and we've got Mill Creek Brew two-for-ones. we got a great setup. Pre-game show, we got you covered. First. Time for throwing shade here on the show. I, I'm excited to see shade. I've my shade initially yesterday was going to be uh Chris Broussard, but it's not going to be Chris Broussard because we spent the entire first 30 minutes on Chris Broussard. So get your shade in here on the show. Zach, do you want to start with your shade? I can because mine is, well, we talked a little bit about it earlier in the show, but mine is the way that Ben Simmons has handled this entire situation. I love that the NBA is back. Won a ton of money last night on the Bucks, Nets, Lakers, and, and, and Golden State Warriors. I love the NBA. I love the NFL. I mean, I, I'm an addict. I've, I've fully admitted that. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm addicted to sports. <laughs> but sports betting 
Ben Simmons, sports in general. I'm I've been pretty good though at sports betting. Uh, they've it's taken me. I, I'm working on going back to the keys. I'm working yeah. for it to pay my for my deep sea fishing trip. That's that's my goal to end the season. But my my shade is on Ben Simmons because he's obviously disgruntled, and then he came into camp, and you have a guy where. He comes in, he doesn't want to be there, and then he completely brings the his other teammates down in the process. Like James Harden tried this last year coming in fat to camp, but if Doc Rivers has to kick your ass out of practice, that and it you suck at free throws, dude. You blow. You're not a max player. You just benefit off of the structure of the NBA. Ben Simmons sucks. They were number one seed last year, but the reason why they couldn't get to the NBA Finals is because he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. When people are, and it's, it's not like he's Shaq, it's not like he's seven foot. Ben Simmons sucks. I'm officially saying it right now. The guy can't play. You're you're a one trick pony, a one tool player, and you're acting like a tool to the rest of your the league and the rest of your teammates. The whole thing, I wouldn't want you to be my teammate because you're a liability. So my shade is on Ben Simmons and how he's handling that. I hope he gets traded to the Sacramento Kings. Just out to uh, you know Egypt of the NBA. <laughs> yeah, exiled to Sacramento. Yeah. And you know what? Nope. It's further. It's And you know why? You know why? Because it's further from LA where it's still a hassle. Because he's rich. I mean, he's loaded, right? He dates models. That's all well and fine. But it's still a thorn in his side to still have to get on a plane and fly to L.A. Yeah. My my take on Sacramento is that's one of the few franchises in pro sports that if you get drafted by them, you just go, damn it. <laughs> it's just like you're in Sacramento well, with the Kings. Nobody cares about the Kings. And the East Coast? The Orlando Magic, right? So there's it, it's but there's Orlando, like Orlando is way better than Sacramento. Like you at least got good weather. Sacramento is like a northern California where you don't know you know how it's gonna be, and it's just Sacramento. Like nobody cares about Sacramento. Orlando's I mean, Jeff's watching the show. You get Disneyland down there, or world, or whichever the hell it is. I don't know, but but you know, Orlando's not good. Uh but again, Orlando's not Miami, like, dude. It's it's kind of the same thing, right? You have LA and then you have Miami. The, so you're not, you're still exiled. Yeah, but like if you get drafted by like what's the you can only go to Disney World so many times, man. No, I mean that was more of an ingest joke. In a, in a, but like the you're just like ah, Kings, man, Sacramento, come on. All right, so my shade, and I, I want to get to some shade because somebody did throw shade on me, which I was expecting it to happen. Uh, so I will read that shade after I do my shade. My shade is on Jeremy Pruitt and his lawyer, Michael Lyons, who are threatening the University of Tennessee with a, quote, fiery lawsuit as Tennessee refuses settlement with the ex-Vols coach. That's a headline I read from Blake Topmeyer of the USA Today Network. So Jeremy Pruitt was fired with cause in January for just loads of NCAA violations of being a cheating fool when he was the head coach at Tennessee and being a sloppy cheating fool when he was the head coach at Tennessee. Now his lawyer is trying to uh, is threatening to have a lawsuit on the university because they won't pay him any of his 12 plus million dollar buyout 
And look, Jeremy Pruitt knows that he is screwed because as I read this tweet from Trey Wallace, which I thought was absolutely hilarious, uh, he's, Trey Wallace says, good to see Jeremy Pruitt's attorney thinking he has a chance at a buyout by threatening to release secrets, which he was a part of. Tennessee has more on Pruitt than the Southern District of New York had on Bernie Madoff. <laughs> like So Jeremy Pruitt is royally screwed with what Tennessee has on him because of how bad he was cheating. And so he's got nothing to lose. But when you go out there and you drop names of who you have dirt on, like Philip Fulmer, who hired you, Butch Jones, multiple former uh, uh, college football assistant coaches, a former associate AD, and men's basketball coach Rick Barnes, and the chancellor, and a big donor, and a former Vol basketball player, Bobby Mays. If you go out there and, and threaten and, and say that you've got dirt on all those names, you're stooping to a low, low, man. Because I it just shows how scummy Jeremy Pruitt is. He well, yeah, he, he uh, just, Rob, I, I think you got to throw also some shade on Philip Fulmer because he's throwing it off on Pruitt. He's finding oh, a scapegoat. I wasn't done. I, Pruitt is tied to the hip to Philip Fulmer and vice versa. So when you speak about Pruitt's uh, the vitriol, you have to put in Philip Fulmer. He is not. Tennessee guy. I know he won the 98 championship, but hold that dude accountable. Oh, I, that's I, yeah. That, that Philip Fulmer is one big snake in the grass. And again, I am not pro Philip Fulmer in this, but I, I think Philip Fulmer deserves to be uh, exposed for what he's done to the university over the last five years or so. And let me just say, look, if, if Jeremy Pruitt has juice, uh, I would love to read that drama of all the allegations that are out there that he has on this. And but when you're when your lawyer is saying we're not bluffing, you're probably bluffing. Like, like, like whenever you have to say that you're not bluffing, it's a pretty good sign that you're probably bluffing. And so that's my shade is on Jeremy Pruitt and his lawyer for threatening to embarrass the university because he got fired for cause because he was really bad at his job. If you get fired for cause because you're bad at your job, that's on you. It's not on the university. That's on you because you set it up that way. Yeah. You just don't want the sanctions to be worse. Right. Cause I think that Tennessee is going to benefit off of the name image and likeness. Right. Because I, I think that they will, I think the NCAA will view it differently, but if Pruitt comes out with more stuff on them, that's not going to be good, especially how Tennessee's trending. They're trending in the right direction, right? Yep, yep. Uh, so I'm trying to find the shade on me that somebody said uh, first, but uh, and, because it was funny, and I want to give credit to who brought it up. Um, dang it. Where is it? Where did it go? So, Zach, if you want to read some shade, because uh, there's a lot of shade here uh, in the Oh, I found it. Bobby. Bobby Dingman. Sorry, my bad. Bobby says, I'm throwing shade on Austin for his takes on NIL causing the Vols corner to go for the interception on the double move versus Ole Miss. So Saturday, Alante Taylor got burned on a double move where he jumped the first cut uh, and then got burned deep over the top. So Alante Taylor has an NIL deal with a cookie company in Knoxville. If you've watched the Tennessee game, you've heard the commentators talk about it because like, Hey, we want free cookies. Do we count? Like they all make the same damn joke every game, but Alante Taylor has an incentive-based NIL. 
And the point I look, I tweeted and I poorly worded the tweet that I said on Saturday night right after it happened. So I will accept this shade, Bobby, from you because I think I deserve it because of how half-assed I had it. But my entire point was incentive-based NILs are dangerous, especially if it's an interception incentive because touchdowns, you know, those are helping the team, right? A lot of times going for the interception is not the right football play. A lot of times going for a sack or trying to get is not the right football play. I think that's fair. And so my point is an incentive-based deal, NIL deal on an interception opens up speculation and assumption that, and I don't know how much Alante is getting paid. Like, does he get bonuses for each interception that he gets? Like, because if that's the case, then now you're getting into some muddy waters here where I don't think you want to go. Look, I think Alante Taylor has become a great individual that promotes the University of Tennessee the right way. He clearly looks like he's a good leader for that football team, and he's been playing lights out as a corner. He bit on a double move. That happens. But when you have an interception incentive NIL deal and you bite on a double move because you think you can go jump that, and he bought it, he bit on it aggressively. I'm just saying, I don't think he got burned on that play because he wanted to get free cookies for everybody, but it opens up the ability for people to assume. And that was my way of trying to have the discussion on Twitter, which was bad on my end, of why I think it's risky. So there you go. Uh, you know, I, I I think I think it's fair shade uh, on on the Tennessee thing. Uh, we'll find out what happens. I'll be intrigued to see what comes out and the punishment. I'm waiting on the punishment. Tennessee fans are getting distracted by the season. There's still punishment coming. Well, we know the NCAA just you know takes whatever time it takes. Could be five and years th- from now, but yeah, and they could vacate some of Jeremy Pruitt's wins, and that would be a massive victory for the University of Tennessee. Because like, what are you going to do from a bowl? Huh? The, what they need to do is just, they need to ban them from a bowl this year. The NCAA? Yeah. Well, they better go do it soon because it's almost I, Halloween. I think that's the problem. I think they're going to force Tennessee to do it, possibly. Tennessee's not going to do that. If you're Tennessee, you've already gone this far, and now you have an opportunity to go to a bowl game. If Tennessee lost to Missouri and was staring at a 5-7 and seven season, then maybe. Just like who did that last year? Was that LSU that did that last year? They knew they weren't going to a bowl or they, you know, this COVID. So like, yeah, bowl ban, whatever. So, but teams can do that when they're not going to be eligible for a bowl. Well, Tennessee I think is- if they're, but yeah, but if you're trying to do that and skirt the system, I think the system will come back and bite you. Man, but you're, you're playing also. playing with fire. All I'm saying is you're playing with fire if you do. Yeah, but again, the NCAA is like, is the NCAA can't turn around. Okay, let me ask you this, because you know this, because you're an Ole Miss guy. How many years removed from Hugh Freeze did the bowl ban happen? Like, was it immediate? Like, Hugh Freeze let go. Like, how did that, how did the timeline work out? Uh, it was during the season of that next year. So it happened quick. Because I remember that that coming out. If If the bowl ban doesn't happen this season from the NCAA, it feels really bad to punish year two of new coach and completely different players. Well, but Austin, the justification is that the, the investigation is not complete. You can't, 
punished without the investigation being complete based on the NCAA's filings, right? So like, he, I know so, where you're coming from, but, I, but, I, but again, the NCAA is coming from a completely different standpoint. So what's the so what's the point of a bowl ban? The point of a bowl punishment. ban is to is right, but it's the punishment is the money that the university would no longer get from playing in a bowl game. So because and you know what's punished is next year. Yeah, <laughs> That's a I know big that, time but I but I I do think. If you wait too long for a bull ban, you're punishing innocent players and a completely different coaching staff. There are casualties everywhere, right? In war, there are casualties. But Zach, again, Zach, your point, why I asked you about the Ole Miss thing is because it seemed to happen fairly swiftly. Like the bull ban came out in an appropriate time frame where... No, the difference is Ole Miss didn't make a bowl, like, the the big difference is Tennessee has the opportunity to make a bowl this year, right? Ole Miss did. Yeah. That's that is the apples and oranges so did, of this did conversation. Ole Miss self impose first. I, I I don't know because do you remember? I remember when it came out, it was a long like list, right? Like I remember reading it, but I I, I don't want to I don't want to Chris Broussard right now, so I'm not. I don't know. No, it's fair. If you don't know it, then that's fine. And. But, uh, but, but, but the difference is, is like, Tennessee is vying for a bowl. Yeah, so they're not going to self-impose. It would hurt them if they just say, well, we're not going to self-impose, and then the NCAA comes down and imposes next year. They've screwed themselves. Well, then, but again, Tennessee fired the coach that was doing all the dirty things and fired all the other coaches around them and got rid of the AD. Like They're trying to clean house. They're cooperating. They're spending, Tennessee's spending six figures a month on the investigation themselves. But so that's why this Pruitt thing is important. Is because if Pruitt comes out with more dirt, the punishment will be levied harsher. That That's the, like, I, I get the shade of Pruitt, but it's very separate, important. It's a, it's a separate. Yeah, I know. I, I know. The NCAA would then have to go investigate everything that Jeremy Pruitt is, is accusing. Yeah, because now Jeremy Pruitt is opening up doors in cooperation. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it, but it's tough. It it makes um it's like anybody. I know who robbed the bank. I know who robbed the bank. They did it, uh, but now the police are going to come ask me because I'm telling you that I know. Pr- Pruitt is opening up that Pandora's box. He, they're doing it with threats now, but that's what I I, I would be. Ah, so I, I would be you know how you're saying that. Tennessee should just throw Jeremy Pruitt a few million bucks and tell him to shut up and then just go on with their business. If I was Tennessee, yes, settle and move on with your life. That but might be the, what yeah. they tell you in a divorce. Like I'm not a divorce lawyer. One of my buddies is, but you get so irked into your emotions that you make bad decisions and you end up losing a lot more money and a lot more freedom. Right. And that's what you're trying to get in a divorce. You're trying to get the freedom and whether it's kids or money, pay it off and move on with your life. But Pruitt's going to make that difficult if they want to play hardball. Hardball never works. Like hardball sucks. Yeah, it does. It does. Sad movie, too. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up on this Wednesday here on the show. We'll be back tomorrow for a Titans Thursday with a quicker turnaround. Uh, to the Titans-Chiefs game. So Buck Rising uh, tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime, a brand-new Titan Up podcast also out today uh, with a former Titans quarterback uh, on the podcast, apparently. I haven't listened to it yet. but uh, So make sure you check out all of our content. A to Z Sports.com is where to go for all of our written content as well. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a good Wednesday.
Adiós.